Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Everyone, so glad that you've chosen to join with us today for another episode of Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so glad and excited for today's topic. What's up, everybody? Hey, if you'll do us a favor, right right off the bat, uh, for those of you that enjoy these weekly podcasts, if you will hit the subscribe button, and then also, why don't you consider sharing this with your friends and family and allow these uh, opportunities to be encouraged an encouragement to grow and to excel in your walk with God, in leadership, and in life. Ooh. Now, Tatum, what are we talking about today? Today, guys, we are going to actually be talking about a, a life of worship. And I'm pumped, um, actually, about just diving into what this looks like, because I feel like in so many ways, we just want to be practical and not churchy and not complicated. Just talk about how to be real, do real life in a worshipful way. So we want to break it down and dive in, y'all. Um, we are going to be referencing um, the book of Numbers in chapter 7. <clears throat> really, it just represents um, a worship that that exceeds our ideas of it. And what does that mean? So we want to define worship sometimes by a feeling, right? When you talk about, oh, I'm going to worship God, I think sometimes people are looking to feel a certain way or to get goosebumps or for the music to be the right song or a favorite sound. And we really can get sideways on what is worship and how do we express it? Yeah. You you know, one of the things that I, I think when it comes to worship, this is uh, this can be in uh, a lot of people's lives, a very controversial topic. Worship. How so? What do you mean, babe? Oh, they're because they are, you know, talking about different styles of worship uh, and what have you. And styles you know, are. I've said this many times from our platform that I feel like biblical worship looks more like Saturdays in America than Sundays in America. Tell people what you mean. No, I mean well, you, you find in in the Old Testament. I mean, they are excited. They're exuberant. They're clapping their hands. They're cheering. Yeah. There's like this. I'm in love with you, and we're giving God the highest praise. Yeah. There's honestly, like a roar. There's this so much excitement, so much passion. Yeah. That we read about. And in a lot of people think that worship needs to be, and there needs to be moments like this, but they feel are, like it's got to be, you know, somber and uh, just real quiet. We just yeah. gotta, you know, just gotta bow, and and there are moments yeah, of that. There are moments, but, but there are also great moments and of that's, excitement, of excitement, and, and, and that's what I see in football games, yeah, all across America and sporting events. It's true. And a lot of times you go into the, into church and it looks like the frozen chosen, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always said this: I do believe in time travel. You go into some churches and it's like you went back into 1980. <laughs> some of the songs that they sing is the carpet color. It's just, but okay, Time let's not travel. get sidetracked. Yes. We're going to talk about, about worship and how do you live a life of worship that God actually enjoys? Yes. So I've defined worship as love expressed. I like that. So it's not worship unless it's expressed. And unless it's 
personal, right? I think there's something so beautiful about expressing your love for the Lord in a way that's not only the words that are written in a song, but in the moment where you make it very personal, just on like based off of where you're at, what God brought you through or what you're facing right now. It's kind of like prayer, but in a way where it, you're personalizing it. But it's not. But it's not love. It's not worship if it's not expressed. Yeah, that's true. It's like people that that say, you know, it's that that old guy that that married his wife, and fifty years later she's like, "Well, you don't ever say that you love me." He's a baby. I told you I loved you fifty years ago, and if anything ever changes, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. know. That's terrible. But that's sometimes how we approach worship. We're like, God, I love you, and if anything ever changes. I'll let I'll let you That's know. That's a good one. You're kind it of has to be yeah. expressed. We have to, yeah. Just like we want it um, to be told again from people who love us that they still love us. It doesn't do our children or our spouse any good to say it once. I think there's a there's a biblical jealous love that our Father has for our hearts, for our attention, and. I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, it can become easy to get so wrapped up in other things, relationships, job, work, responsibilities, kids, whatever, whatever, that I have to step back and say, "Am what in my life is coming bef- before the Lord? What is he jealous of? Because I haven't expressed my worship to him, but I've given my praise to other people, other things but not him yeah and i think that's why this is such an important thing because he is so jealous you know let me just say this to everybody and then we're going to talk about some practical ways that we can live a life of worship that we're going to see our worship lives and your experience with god ramp up to a whole nother level that you're going to be able to employ some of these uh principles today but I'll say it like this. I was with a group of business leaders the other day, and they were seated around the table. Some of these guys, uh, they, they were running companies of a billion dollars, a half a billion dollars. Uh, just They excel in the marketplace, and, they're, and they're, they're, they love Christ with all of their heart. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, when it comes to uh, our relationship with God, all of creation has to call him God. I mean, he's God. He's he is, mm-hmm. you know, he is supreme. He is, you know, but we are the only, only piece of his creation that has the right and the privilege to call him father. Mm-hmm. So the angels call him God. The rocks cry out in worship. Jesus said, man, the rocks will praise me. The, 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 it says that the the stars in the universe, I mean, it all declares the glory of God. Yeah, They all call him God. You and I, we get to come to him. Mm. And we get to call him Father. And I think that's an important thing. So many times when I pray now, I make sure I don't just say, hey, God, I, I got to, you know, I always say, Father, I wanna ask, I'm going to ask you to, to help me in this area today. Lord, I'm going to help you. I'm going to ask you to give me strength in, in this. Yeah. And I think there's something powerful about approaching God and recognizing when we worship him, mm-hmm. we're worshiping our Father. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Every, that intimacy. Yeah, I was going to say everything shifts when we just consider relationship and we don't and we don't get stuck in the rigidness of sometimes religion. You know, religion is very um 
oh, what am I looking for? Restrictive. It's It's very, there's not, it's not about relationship. It's just about rules and and do's and don'ts and legalism. That's why the world has been so turned off by the church so oftentimes because we present God as this nameless, faceless God up in the heaven that's just going to strike you down dead the minute you mess up. It's just, these are the laws, the do's and the don'ts. Otherwise you go to hell. And then it's such a false representation of a loving father who gave everything for you because he wants relationship he just wants to know us to talk and to walk and to do life with us so i think what you are saying yeah the context of relationship changes everything as we approach worship remembering he's our father he's our father so, so we we have four things today that we want to give you okay and so the first one is is what the first one is remembering that worship looks up. So what does that mean to you? So for me, it's about the posture of my heart, remembering how great and how amazing my father is. It's like, he, it's like looking, it's, it's not just physically or literally looking up, but for me, it's about looking at him and his, how great he is and, and me how small sometimes I feel, but knowing the goodness of God, the the trustworthiness of God, the ability of God, He's all powerful. He's all knowing. I get to call Him Father. I'm in worship, remembering. I look, I look up to you, God, and anything that feels too big for me is still underneath you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think having a heart that that looks up, remembering. How great, how able he is to do anything in our hearts or our life that we might be coming into a worship experience carrying, seeing him for the big and great God that he is. Yeah, you know, when we look up, it magnifies God. And a lot of times we come to God and we tell God about how big our problems are. Yeah. And it's time that we start looking at our problems and telling our problems how big our God is. And a lot of times when you are declaring that out of your mouth, you are... You are magnifying God. You are making him bigger. And honestly, you can make him as big as you want, and you still don't yeah. even scratch the surface of actually who he really is. Yeah. And this, because our God delights in doing yeah. the impossibilities. What I love about worship is that it brings us back to, I, specifically, I think about those, we like to call them vertical worship songs that really focus our attention on the on the greatness of God on the bigness if you will of God because it we need that reminder. I don't I don't know about all of you listening, but sometimes you can feel overwhelmed by life, by circumstances. And I think just remembering and calling to mind when we do it with our lips, when we do it with our worship, how big and how great God is. Man, it just help helps us you know, when we've been in other countries, you know, I just got back from India and Bangladesh. Yeah. These believers have nothing. They go through Literally. absolute um, persecution, unlike anything we ever will experience here in America. That I, or that we knows, have. That we have. Yeah, we, that we have. Them, there may be coming a day like that. But I see them, and they all have this glow about their face. They get in worship, and they just... Why? Yeah. Because so many of us, we keep our eyes down looking at earth and earth's problems and earth's yeah. situations and issues. And we just keep looking down. There's something that happens when you begin to take your eyes off of all that junk 
yeah. and you put it on God, I'm going to tell you, you're going to walk out and you're going to be distinguished from everybody else. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, man, how in the world did you get, how, how can you be so happy? How, because you have, you have ascended the hill of the Lord. You, you are with God and now his personality, his presence, his, his vantage point is yeah. now embedded on the inside of you mm-hmm. because you become like that in whom you worship. That's so true. That's why we have to worship him. Because if not, mm-hmm. you're going to start looking like the world and smelling like the world and acting like the world yeah. and thinking like the world. But when we when we lift our eyes up, and I love what A.W. Tozer said. He said, I cannot sing a lick, but that's nobody's business. God thinks I'm an opera star. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. That's, yeah. Because God's not, I mean, I've heard some people sing and I'm going, dude. Thank the Lord. He's not listening for our tone and the pitch mm-hmm. and the right key. He's listening for the authenticity our of our hearts. Yeah. So so make sure that that happens. Look up. And um, here's the second thing. Worship required aligning with God's truth. So worship comes from our heart, right? A heart that's focused on who God is, on what God's done. And in number seven, what we're referring to was the Israelites' gifts represented overflowing thanksgiving that was based on the truth that the Lord was with them. So what what this whole chapter is really about, worship from number seven, but they were bringing— Numbers chapter seven. Yes, Numbers chapter seven, bringing these extravagant offerings, these gifts, these animals, the, their their flour and their oil and their wine and their— Their jewelry, all Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, was a great offering out of thanksgiving, and they were able to do that because they were aligning their hearts with the truth of who God was. If you're if our if our hearts are not aligned with truth, it's kind of, it can be difficult to worship if you don't know the truth, right? The Bible says that the truth is what sets us free, and the Word of God is that truth. So when we come back to reading Scripture and knowing every good and perfect gift comes from the Father, that's a truth. We can celebrate. We can have a heart of thankfulness and gratitude in worship when we know. That's the truth of who my God is, who my Father is. He is good. I have everything in my life. I don't know when, honey, you and I were just talking. I feel like it was maybe last night. We were talking. I I was just, oh, yeah, because we celebrated my birthday. And I was telling Chris, I was just telling him how grateful in that moment we were sitting together at dinner, and I was really like reflecting in my heart on, you know, I'm another year older I'm looking into the future with so much anticipation for for what what God has in store for me. Like I have excitement. I don't dread getting older because I know who holds my future. I think it's beautiful and it's so different of course from the perspective that we hear from the world and how aging is like this awful thing. I don't think that at all. I think let's we were just celebrating another year together and I was thinking how good God has been to us. And I was telling you, babe, like, I feel like everything that we, that I ever hoped or dreamed about life, God has so exceeded anything I could have expected. Like I never, I mean, I dreamed and 
hoped, but it's even better. It's like every area of life, the Lord has been so faithful. Doesn't mean I've had a perfect, easy, breezy life, but I'm just coming back to thinking about how easy it is to worship when we shift our perspective to the truth and the goodness of who our God is, and we choose to see. You know, you might have heard that that like statement, if you woke up today and had everything that you thanked God for yesterday, like, what would you have? Because yeah. are we really like remembering and being thankful for what so many people around the world would trade their whole life to give one day in the life that we have? And so I think for me, it's not about saying everything's perfect, everything's great, but it's about saying God is great and He's perfect. And it makes it really easy to come with a heart of thankfulness and with a heart of generosity to to serve and to submit to the Lord, to follow Him when our perspective in worshiping Him is on truth, His goodness, the See, truth and of you've Him. you've been able to do that because the Lord has and is continuing to renew your mind. So, you know, as we're talking about worship requires aligning your mm-hmm. thoughts with God's truth. Yes. A lot of times people are limited. So maybe you're listening today and you've messed up. Maybe, maybe it's Hello, been a while. Hello, all of us. We've all messed up. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it's been a while since you spent time with God in prayer. Maybe yeah. it's it's something that is, you popped off to somebody at work or maybe, maybe you're in a disagreement with somebody. I, I don't, whatever it is. And you feel like you know you're just not where you need to be. Yeah, with, you feel separation with, you feel from separation. God. So worship requires you aligning with God's truth yeah. rather than all the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that I've met throughout the years that the minute that they uh, that they miss it, they they run from God. Yeah, which like, yeah. goes all the That's way back the to the Garden of That's the natural human tendency of, <laughs> of all of us. When we miss yeah. it, we hide from we God. Hide, yeah. And God knows exactly where we're at. And here's what I've seen. Whether there's been somebody that has hid from God for a day Mm-hmm. Or whether they've hid from God for 10 years, mm-hmm. when they finally turn around, mm-hmm. I've heard it, <laughs> I don't know how many times, I mean, I've heard it so many times, I've heard them all say, why did I wait so long to do this? Yeah. And I think worship is the same way, that you can feel all this guilt and the shame, and I'm just not worthy, and I'm just a mm-hmm. worm, and I'm just a wretch and all that, but God calls you his son, he calls you his daughter, oh, yeah. so you have to align yourself with, with God's truth. word. Mm-hmm. So you begin to see yourself, not as you see yourself, as everyone else sees you, but as God sees you. Yes. And now you can come in and go, listen, when, when my kids come home, my, my son Nash is at Bible college. When he mm-hmm. comes home, he doesn't ask me, oh, dad, can you know, can, oh, oh you know, great dad, can, can I just come into the house and can I open up the fridge and can I, you know, get... Can I get those can chips get, out of the pantry? Can I get some? Can I just cook a pizza or whatever? Can I sleep in this bed? No, no. he <laughs> is my son. Yeah, yeah. And so he has rights and privileges to my house. Mm-hmm. That those of you that listen to me right now, you don't have. Yeah, you walk in our front door, we might like call the police. <laughs> There's my gun. <laughs> Say hello to Bertha. Oh goodness. But uh, no, we know it. But but my point is this: that mm-hmm. that when you have a right mind of relationship with yes with, with God. You can walk in with confidence. It says we're to walk yes. in boldly before God with reverence, respect, sure, with worship. Yep. But there's this attitude that changes, and I just think that it's important. You know, I, I would say this: that Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontentment and dissatisfaction. Woo, that's good. 
And that's why we need to be people of thanksgiving before yeah. God, because it'll drive that out. So I'll say it like this. When, when worship goes up, worry goes down. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're worried today... Get an idea of who God yeah. actually is. Start worshiping yes. Him and with the right mind, yeah. and then you're going to watch that worry go out because mm-hmm. you're going to realize mm-hmm. He's just not my God. He's my Father. Yeah. And if you can't get your mind around that because your worry's so big, then I would just encourage you open up your Bible and remind yourself, read out loud. Your faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. So talk to yourself. Like, Sometimes we need to give our own self like a pep talk. Listen here. Like, I know this looks like this, but we're going to look at the situation through the spiritual lens of the truth from God's word, not what everybody else says, not what the doctor says, not what the neighborhood says. Like, what does God say about me, about my life, about my situation, about my future? And, And remind ourselves of that. Base it on the truth, and then it becomes possible for you to Worship God through a real perspective, not just a, I don't even know how to do it because your your mind can't find truth. And you can't feel yourself into an action. That's you have right. to act yourself. Yeah. Don't worry how you feel. So you step out you do regardless it anyway. of what I feel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I and, do that so many times. Can I just like tell on myself here for a moment? I'm going to, I just want to be real because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes, um, just as I, consider our weekends here at Life Fellowship in my role. Okay. So I'm kind of all over the place. You can find me from in a thousand different rooms, scenarios, helping people check in their kids. I may be upstairs in a meeting. I might get to jump into a service, whatever, whatever. I often come into a service and worship's already started because I was serving somewhere, helping people, whatever. And the, and the music will already be going. <clears throat> my mind may be a thousand other places. And I want it to be there, and I really want it to be focused on Jesus, and I want to worship Him, but I may not feel it. But the moment we engage and choose, I'm going to honor you, Lord, in this moment and worship you the way I know that the way I know and think, based on Scripture, you want to be worshipped is to lift up holy hands. And I may walk in and in ten seconds, my mind is still running. I'm still thinking of things I need to do, but I'm going to quiet it, and I'm just going to lift my hands in the presence of God, and the feeling will follow, but we have to start with surrender. We have to start with don't allow condemnation from the enemy to push you away from God when you know the Lord is inviting you. He's welcoming you to come and worship Him. He loves to hear your mouth speak His praise do it whether you feel like it or not, and the feelings will come later. Now, can I give a little different thought on this, and then we'll go to the next point? Do it. And I want to hear your thought. That sometimes, you know, we we uh, we think worship is again, it's love expressed. Yes. So sometimes it's in in worship when we're lifting our hands. Yes. Sometimes it's swinging a hammer. Oh yeah, say it. You know, I know there, there's a number of men that mm-hmm. are in our church that are like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just a little quieter. And, and mm-hmm. I would just encourage you, if that's you, like you don't love somebody the way that you like to love them. You love them the way that they like to be loved. Mm-hmm. And you don't worship God the way that you want to worship him. He's God. He gets to choose. If he wanted you standing on your head doing cartwheels. <laughs> on my head I go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the Lord he didn't ask us to yeah, do that. Yeah, no, I'm But just... I do want to give permission to people to know that when you're bouncing a baby on your knee, 
when you're opening a door and you're welcoming yeah. people in, when you're swinging a hammer and you're building something that we're doing, uh, you know, around here, or, yeah, and you're oh, you're yeah. blessing other people, you are, that's bringing worship to God mm-hmm. because it's it's love expressed. That's so good, and I'm so glad you because, added it. Again, it's there. it's not just. I think it's our life. It can't Absolutely. just be our wor- our worship. Yeah, and I'm that's t- even what we we started out talking about yeah. is people bringing this actual physical offering. It wasn't about the music and their time of worship with music. How and we and I think that almost it. goes into the next point because worship is involved action. Yeah. So they demonstrated their. Uh, you read about it read, right now when we get done. Read Numbers chapter seven, and you'll see how these Israelites they demonstrated their covenant love for God through their giving. Yeah. You know, they, they gave of, and in this scenario, they gave um, financially, they gave of their resources to God. You know, when I, the, the, I think that we are the most like God when we are forgiving other people and when we are giving. Mm-hmm. It says, mm-hmm. for God so loved the world that, that he, he gave. gave. When I asked you to be my wife, I didn't you go gave, down. Baby to wherever and pick you up like remember they used to have those little 25 cent things you put the, tw- the quarter in and then you'd twist it and you got a fake plastic you ring a fake plastic ring that you get at chuck e cheese or something <laughs> like that <laughs> uh, please don't do that anybody no, no, no. they're not no i gave you something that cost me yeah and what, what was i communicating I'm, i was communicating that i love you yep yep and when we give to god and that's why it is an honor every week Mm-hmm. For you and I, when we tithe and we give, you know that they say right now in America, only 2% of Christians tithe. 2%? Uh, yeah. You, there's, it's just, there's no words even, honestly. Come on. 2% of believers And we tithe. wonder why the church can't accomplish this great mandate to reach the world if we don't, 2% of the people are helping out here with well, that financially. The Bible financially. says that when, when, when you don't tithe, it says the whole nation will be under a curse. Yeah. I'm wondering if some of the things happening right now are because the people of God are not honoring God like that. Like the people that I've seen that have stepped into this, that this, and we don't just give, we don't, we, we, we do not give to get. No. We give because we love yeah. you and we're, at, and we're actually and not we even wanna, giving, we're yeah. returning. That's just, that's, I'm so glad you said that. Because it already no, belongs to Nothing belongs, to, belongs to us anyway. God gave us the breath in our lungs and the hands the on our bodies. The is the Lord's yeah. and the fullness there, thereof. And I think more than ever before, we need to be people that are not just giving God lip service, yeah. but life service. Yeah. And worshiping worship. with our actions and our and a sacrifice, right? Like the he, the Bible says, come into my pre- presence with thanksgiving in your heart, heart and, and with a sacrifice of praise. And what does that mean? It's, it sometimes means it costs us something. A sacrifice means it cost me. Yeah. It means maybe I didn't feel like doing it. I would rather use the money to do something else that I want, or I would rather, I don't feel like bowing down and getting on my knees to worship you, Lord, but I feel sometimes he leads me to do that. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. I think more than ever before, you know, there's talk of recession and there's all these different things. It's in seasons like this Mm -hmm. that we need to declare to heaven, hell, the angels, the demons, all of them. Our God 
is still the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what's happening all around, I'm going to bring an offering of worship to yeah. you. Yeah. I'm going to return the tithe and then I'm going to give above and beyond that because it is my honor. You have saved me. You've changed me. You've 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 blessed me more than I deserve. Mm. You've given me an eternity with you. Yeah. How can I not steward and create margin in my life yeah. so that I can propel the gospel yeah. around the world and talk? And if there's anything that touches the heart of God, there's what touches the heart of God are his lost children. Mm. It's the it's his kids that haven't come home yet to him, yeah, that yeah. are around the world that have never heard the gospel. Yeah. And when he finds somebody that loves and values them and says, hey, I'm going to give to that so that I can make that, woo, he gets fired up. He, I mean, it, it touches his heart. I think yeah. that... We can't forget this beautiful story and picture when I'm thinking about from the Bible, when, when the Lord's talking about a shepherd who would leave the 99 to go and find the one lost sheep. He left the whole pack. And I know I know we all like to think if you know the Lord and you're serving God, yet you're in the 99, he's after the he's after the one like we are already found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are already found, so how can we get on board with and putting action to our worship and i think that's what this whole talk this whole point's about we've got to be we've got to be people of action when it comes to worship and again that's not just on a sunday yeah like we need to worship so here let me just give you some practical things okay when you uh you and i we love to uh watch the sun come up in the morning yeah and when you're taking a walk why don't you why don't you just brag on god and just say god father you did look at this you outdid yourself today Mm. like look at the sky Mm -hmm. like you are so amazing (laughs) Way to go. You know, we see these little hummingbirds that are there by the, yeah. by the house. And you just look at them like, God, Father, you are so creative. Yeah. Man, I just I just want to tell you, I just, I thank God. I, I thank God. Yeah. I, thank, I thank you for yeah. you. I, th- I think you're, it's like recognizing. <laughs> don't just make, don't just restrict your worship to a moment mm-hmm. that you have in the morning or on a Sunday or a Saturday night in church. Let yeah. it be a part of your life. I'll have those moments where I'll be in my office and I'll have like all kinds of pressure and things around. I got to do all this. And I just feel my heart drifting a little bit and I'll just I'll close my door. Mm. I'll put on some worship music and I just, I'll just, I'll just close my eyes and I'll just recenter yeah. myself. With Remind the ourselves. God's got this. Who He's we in serve. control. Yeah. And so I would just say, let there be action and to me, it's a non-negotiable in our lives. We've done this from the moment we've been married. We will return the tithe, mm-hmm. the first 10%. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. It's, I'm returning. And we want to do above and beyond that. Yeah. Because it matters to the heart of God. It matters to reach people. And it's it's something that's so important. Martin Luther said this. He said, I have held on to many things in my hand, and I've lost them all. But whatever I've placed in God's hands, that I still possess. What a great quote. Because it's the truth, right? It's all so I can't take it with me, yeah. but I can send it on ahead. You're sending, I was just gonna say it's like you're paying that forward, really. It's an investment into eternity that the rewards we and like you initially said, we're not doing, we're not worshiping God and we're not putting action with it, obeying him and giving like a tithe or an offering because of we want a blessing. We're doing it out of obedience and for a heart that loves the Lord. But what I want to say is the eternal reward. 
we're not, it's going to reap continually. I think we're going to be blown away when we get to heaven one day and see what God has And I think there'll be other done. people who'll be blown away by what hasn't happened. Yeah, it's true. That's a... And that, that'll be a sad day. That's the other some, side. That God has given you all of these things. And he's like, How did I you trusted use it? you How with did, this. Yeah. And again, I come back to worship. But you got to have the heart. You know, God says he loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. Not a grudgingly, you know, you're like, ah. No, I worship on Sundays. You'll see me down there in all the services, all four. And I'm just going after God in every service. People say, do you ever get tired of worshiping? Never. Yeah. It's our honor to be able to return yeah. the tithe to the Lord. It's our honor to be able to celebrate and say, God, look at these birds. I mean, those Canadian geese fly over, and I'm like, God, they're, you're just so creative. I love how you think. <laughs> here's, here's the last thing, and that's this. Understand, worship is not just for one day of the week. Yeah. It, we, we have to demonstrate to the world the joy of, of, uh, that we have in worshiping God. And because you need to realize that his presence is always available for you no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. So don't regulate it mm-hmm. to just a moment, you know. Uh, on, on, at a service. Uh, and allow God to invade yeah. every moment. Your, well, your car life. drive. Yeah, that's you what know, I was just going to say. Some of the best times that we can spend and have in the Lord, uh, I mean, in worship with the Lord are in the car. Like our, when you're just at you're home. You're putting your makeup on. Turn the TV off, please. And just turn on worship. Hey, I and just let tell it people all the time, heart. if you want to increase all of your discouragement and anxiety and stress in your life, just turn the news on. Yeah. Don't let it just play in but the background. But if you want peace to just, and yeah. God's presence, turn some worship just turn music on. on. Worship. And we have access to more worship music than we've ever had in the history, it seems like. You don't even have to stuff. buy a CD. <laughs> 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 it's true. And just it's allow true. there to be Yeah, one. but I, it can't just be the one day. We 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 need, and God deserves our praise and our worship every day. Every day. Yeah, because you're becoming like the person that you worship. And so let your attention be on, on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about the Holy Spirit. He'll never talk about himself. He always points people to Jesus. Mm. He always does. And so even, you know, Whenever you're listening to this, uh, you, you might even want to just, you know, quiet things down and just just whisper the Lord. And it doesn't have to be hours. No. It, sometimes, you know, it'll be, sometimes it's just the quick statements. It's like when I tell you, hey, I love you. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily, I don't have to tell you for an hour how much I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but you can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can if you want. But sometimes it's the small yeah. little things. Yeah. Like, hey, Lord, just want you to know. Yeah. In fact, I'll say it like this before we go. I think that God likes it even more. He would rather have five seconds of your real, authentic attention worship, worship, yeah, than an hour and a half of a bunch of religious where your heart isn't even you, in it. You don't know what you're just saying the words, but not really meaning it from your heart. So I, it's like any relationship. Don't read me the card you. Uh, Walmart like printed someone else wrote to the person they love. What if you actually hand wrote your own personal? And Chris is good; he does that a lot. But I'm just saying it's so much more meaningful when yeah, we personalize. So let's it. just say that you're about to go into into a meeting that you're really stressed out at work. You know, just before you go in, you just might say, "Hey, God, I just want you to know I'm about to go into this, and I could really use your your help." 
give me, give me your strength. And hey, by the way, I just want you to know I love you. I'll talk to you here in just a little bit. <laughs> I think that <laughs> if, if you done. meant it from your heart, yeah, I think that God loves that better. Of course. Yeah, I think so too. I even think he likes it when you say, oh Lord, I am not just, I just don't just love you, but I am in love with you. Because there's action. There's action. That. So hey, everybody, involve worship uh, as and put it as an everyday, every moment uh, part of your life. Because worship is not regulated to one moment on the weekend. It, worship is love expressed. Mm-hmm. And it's not not worship unless it's expressed. Mm-hmm. And do it through action. Do it through your through your finances. Do it through your hands lifting, your hearts crying out to God. Do it through your service as you're serving others. Do yep. it as you're reaching out to people that are that are away from Christ. You'd be in the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen. And something magnificent, powerful happens. A great exchange happens. Heaven invades your soul. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your problems become small as God becomes magnified. That's a good word. Pretty cool. Yep. Thanks, guys, for listening. We're going to wrap it up. And um, as always, we'll be back next Wednesday. Hey, everybody. With a new podcast. Remember this. Keep opening doors for other people. Hey. Because what you make happen for others, God is going to step in in the middle of it, and he'll start making it happen for you. That's right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.